This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. Good morning. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newport Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today on Everyday Tech, it's all about you and how you use technology in your everyday lives with an open topic show. So get ready to give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. To ask any tech question, that's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at New Core Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Foam Surgeons in Hattiesburg. So technology has affected virtually every part of our everyday lives. We can leave it up to argument whether that's a good or bad thing, but you know, we can leave that to another talk show because here on Everyday Tech, we like to believe that it has enhanced us for the better. So today we're making it all about you with an open topic show. Now, my team of experts are ready to tackle any question you can throw at them. To join our conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and online at everyday tech at MPB online. Well, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Jeremy. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Wake up out there, Jeremy. Come on now. <laughs> uh, just waiting my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, what's going on in the tech world this week? Well, I am still debating my next iPhone. I don't know if I'm going to go with the 8 or the X. I'm just not really sure. So I'm, I'm, uh, I've not made the jump yet. I'm, I'm really curious if any of our callers out there have made the jump on the 8, if anybody knows anything about it just yet. I've, all I know on it is what I've read on it, and I know they've started shipping. But uh, are you seeing anything down there, Jeremy? Have you heard of anybody jumping on the, uh, the new iPhone train? Uh, so far, no. Um, uh, the response to that one, I've, I've polled a few clients that have come in. The response to that one's been pretty lackluster, uh, despite the fact that uh, it is a pretty smooth-looking phone. You know, you've got that all-glass back, the all-glass front and everything. It's still just really not much of a game-changer for people, and I'm kind of looking at it the same way. If you have an iPhone 7 or even a 6S, there's really not much of a reason, in my opinion, to upgrade to an 8 or an 8 Plus. Yeah, that's kind kind of where I'm at. I am curious. I mean, it does look cool, though. I mean, you know, you got to admit that it does have the, the cool factor jumps in there. Now, I have been hearing a lot of folks talking about iOS 11, the, the new operating system going on to it. Some people are um, some people are, are like you normally see whenever a big 
a big change comes out or a little bit hesitant to jump into the new operating system. Um, it puts some changes in there. I've been running it since the beta came out, so I've kind of gotten used to it. Um, have you seen any headaches on that one yet? Um, actually, I haven't gotten much of a chance to play with it. Uh, most people are kind of hesitant to <laughs> to update. You know, I tell a lot of my clients, you know, give it a give it a little while for them to get all those initial bugs worked out. Even though it's out of beta, there's still going to be some initial hiccups. Uh, so most people want to play it safe and wait. Um, I myself haven't gotten a chance to uh, to play with it yet. And also, there's something that we have not mentioned at all, which I think is really uh, one of the more exciting Apple products that's coming out this year is the Series 3 Apple Watch because you know with that one that you're able to uh, you're able to make phone calls and receive calls and send texts and stuff without being anywhere near your phone. Ooh. Yeah, that is definitely a big I think that Apple ought to send us a couple of those to test just drive. To test drive. Yeah. That. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. We just put it. Uh, we we just put love, it out there. <laughs> we would love to test drive those for you. Yeah, but those that it just sounds like a super neat idea. Like the other day, I actually left my phone somewhere, and if I had had a watch, you know, that I could still communicate with, that would have been uh, rather nice. So it's cool that you. It's still. I don't know exactly how it works yet. I haven't gotten a chance to dig into it, but somehow it uh, it it pairs with your carrier. I don't think it has a SIM card or anything in it. I think somehow. Uh, they've they've figured out a way to pair it with your phone. You have to have like a current gen iPhone in order to do it, and um, they pair it with your phone somehow, and you're able to to take it with you on the go, and you do not have to have your phone with you. So that's that's neat. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to reading reviews on that one. So Jeremy, I I I'm just asking. I'm curious, how close in proximity do you have to be to your phone now with the current iPhone on the watch? Uh, the current limitation is going to be with uh, how far the Bluetooth will actually reach. Um, I'd say it's probably no more than a, a hundred, couple hundred feet. Wilts, do you have an Apple Watch? Um, I do not. I just for some reason I've just never really been a watch wearer. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I eyeball them from a distance, and right. um, I think supposedly the distance is supposed to be about thirty to thirty-three feet. Actually, is and, it really okay? Yeah. So it's not. And I'll be honest with you. You get down toward the uh, the edges of that thirty to thirty three with Bluetooth, and you you're you're really pushing it. I I would probably say more in your twenties, you'll be okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I've, I've had some Bluetooth headsets. They're a little more versatile. They can go a little further, but I guess uh, the Apple Watch hadn't hadn't been pushed to that limit yet. But yeah, they're not the putting battery. the battery into it to do it. Right. Well, I was reading about uh, like the design limitations and stuff, and it's apparently pretty tough to get a battery in one of these things that lasts any amount of time when it also receives a cellular signal. So this is a, this is a pretty impressive feat for Apple. Yeah, I'll be really curious, like you, though, to start seeing once once it actually hits the streets and, and the real people are playing with it, it gets out of the lab, basically. I'm really curious to see what it's going to do. It could, uh, it could be a game changer, and it could be a game flopper. Okay. Well, today is our open topic show. We want you, this show today is all about you. We know you have that uh, computer that won't come on. You have an app that won't do what it's supposed to do. Or you have that tablet that just won't turn on. Give us a call. It's all about you today on our open topic show. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at at MPB or online.org. Of course, Wilson Jeremy are standing by to answer all of your tech questions. And speaking of tech, we were talking earlier about how technology is all around us from when you wake up in the morning to when you go to bed at night. And that's how we came up with this show. Technology is 
here to do what, Wilts? How do you say it? Well, to me, it's, it's here to enhance our daily lives. It, it should not replace those human experiences, but it should enhance. And really, to me, a lot of the things that I see whenever I'm looking at tech is, is the idea of advancing it, making it safer, making it more consistent, and making it more user-friendly. Because really, without those things, really, what, what are we really trying to advance it for anyways? So when we wake up in the morning, uh, let's talk about Jeremy. How do, how does technology affect your life first thing in the morning? Oh my gosh! Okay, so um, uh, every morning I have an alarm clock that I have set on my phone, but my wife also uses Alexa because she says, "Well, I don't like to get up to hit the alarm clock, so uh, <laughs> I have to I have to sit there while it's going off to wait for her to wake up or just tell her to you know stop but it is nice to be able to stay in bed and not have to reach for that snooze button uh you know you can just tell her hey alexa stop that's wow. enough me, me and my snooze button are really good friends though <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm pretty good yeah. at slapping it <laughs> same same but um as far as technology uh helping me out in the morning i really don't do a lot of tech in the morning I'm, I'm trying to uh, especially distance myself from that uh, urge to grab the phone and immediately start checking email and look at uh, social media. So really for me, it's mostly just about uh, helping me wake up and also reminding me if there's anything really important I have to do that day. Like uh, the little chain in my uh, toilet broke recently, so I had to keep reminding myself to go and get another chain. So I got that message this morning, and I went to Home Depot, and it got me a chain. So now we're hearing Jeremy is off the chain. Off the chain. That's right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, I I see- wait, wait, where's my uh, rim shot, Java? Uh, yeah, I need a rim shot. Keep it on lock on this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> once again, this is our open topic show, so we're talking about technology in your everyday life. If it's making you upset, if it's making you angry, or if you just want to call us and let us know about an invention or something that's really great in your life technology-wise, give us yeah. a call. We're going to go to the phone lines now and speak with Sandra um, Sandra in uh, Waynesboro. Okay, Sandra. Okay, we're going to get Sandra back here in just a minute. Um, but speaking of in the morning, I know, uh, Wilts, you were talking about the coffee maker. Your wife sets a coffee maker? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, She'll put the coffee in it at night, the water in it at night. You know, we don't think about these. These are what I commonly refer to as really low tech, not necessarily big computer systems. But, you know, so that when she wakes up in the morning, she'll hear a beep. And that means the coffee is ready. And I'm sure there's quite a few of our listeners out there that if that coffee is not ready in the morning, you may not, you know, the morning doesn't start until that actually happens. So the technology just to make sure that you can actually wake up to a morning cup has really, really become important. It's especially important to my wife. And if my wife is happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's nice. So yeah. soon she, you can smell it. The cough, the smell of the coffee wakes you up in the morning. Maybe. Oh yeah, and, and it's, it's strange. I've always, you know, even though former Navy, I never really got into drinking coffee, but love the smell of it. Uh-huh. It will just totally. You know, maybe it's just the caffeine uh-huh. in the air or something. Uh-huh. It's just waking me up. Now, for me, my first tech thing, once I get past that evil, evil alarm clock, <laughs> is actually my toothbrush. I have an electronic toothbrush, one of the Sonic Cares, and absolutely love that thing. My dentist loves that I love that thing. Okay. And uh, so, you know, that's been kind of a, a strange thing. We think about, you know, just the, the common toothbrush. But, yeah, they've even went kind of high tech on it, and it can do a lot of, you know, little things that make sure, you know, I mean, hey, I'm getting good dental checkups, so I must be doing right. That is good. I've been um, thinking about that with my daughter trying to get her mm-hmm. more um, uh, in dental hygiene, you know, yeah. completely you know, hygiene with her body. And I was thinking about a um, 
electronic toothbrush. So you said the Sonicare is a good one? Oh, man, I love it. I absolutely love it. And if you keep an eye on Amazon, they'll mm-hmm. run some pretty good specials on it. I got mine with a really good uh, discounted price, a lot better than I could find it in a lot of stores. So, yeah, there's some good discounts out there. It, it's been great. I mean, you know, like I said, my dentist for the last few years has really been impressed with it. And he he's the one who originally recommended it to me. All right. All right. So uh, we have some calls on hold. We're going to get to them in just a minute. We're going to take a break. But when we come back from break, we'll continue talking about technology for your everyday life with our open topic show. Now, feel free to give us a call with any tech question. It's one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, 672 7464 or online at org. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilton Jeremy, our technology experts. Today, it's all about you with our open topic show. So give us a call at with your tech questions or comments at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online. So we're going to go back to the phone lines. They're heating up right now. We're going to go to Whitney in Meridian. Uh, Whitney, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have an S3 um, that I dearly love. However, I uh, am having problems with my Google Maps. I've tried uninstalling, reinstalling. I really, I am directionally dysfunctional. I rely on my map app, and um, it's just not working these days. What do I do? Do I get a new app? Tell me. Help, help. Okay, so um, it, it, this is a Galaxy S3, right? Android? Right, right. Okay. Um, it sounds like your problems with your maps might be that um, the app itself is, is getting outdated because that's a bit of an older phone, and so they're not providing uh, updates for that operating system anymore. So you may have oh. updated to a version that's not fully compatible with your device. Um, that may not be the issue. It could be something else. But you said you've uninstalled it and you've reinstalled it and the issue persists, right? Yes. Okay. Um, there is another app that you can use for map uh, purposes. It's actually a really cool app. It's called Waze. That's W-A-Z-E. And I would like for you to download Waze and see if you have similar issues. Uh, Waze is actually still owned by Google. Um, it's actually a little more interactive than Google Maps. Uh, it'll kind of tell you when there's, like, some debris on the road or when there's a police officer down oh. the road or when there's an accident on the side of the road. It's a really, really neat app. Uh, just recently uh, started using it again myself, and um, I, I recommend you check that one out. As far as yeah. the Google Maps issue goes, I, I think that your phone is just outdated. However, if you really want to go for the nuclear option, 
um, a factory reset on your phone, which will wipe all the data. So you want to make sure you do a backup of everything before you do this. A factory reset may be your only option. Well, I don't. I'm, I, Waze sounds wonderful. So thank okay. you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. a lot of time. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Whitney. So, you know what? We're going to stay in Meridian. Meridian is on fire this morning. We're going to speak with Eddie from Meridian. Eddie, good morning, Eddie. Hey there. Uh, I want to uh, ask your guests about uh, automobiles and computers and diagnostics. Uh, I see I don't have a car with a uh, LCD screen. I've got an older car, but uh, I use a code reader to read codes, and that's nice. It's helpful. But uh, why don't we have a diagnostic uh, screen for these newer cars? You know, you push a button, and it tells you, how your sensors are doing, or it's all electrical connected, you know, and uh, maybe mileage on your oil or something like that. Uh, why is it? Then why don't they just make it simple, like you, like you have on your computer at home? You know, Windows has got diagnostic thing. You pull up and you look at it, and uh, you know it's it's helpful. Why don't they have something simple and uh, graphic like that for your car on this? big uh, uh, LCD screen you got in your car that would tell you, hey, you might have a problem with this part of your car or something like that. Well, actually, quite a few of them do. My uh, my son's car, for example, I can uh, I can look at the screen and it will show me the tire pressure, uh, how many miles since his last oil change, as well as how many until it's due. It will kind of like do like a oil health. I think that that is, um, that is evolving as people are actually – using those i think that sometimes in my opinion they leave some of that out because some people just oh it's just too much information so it's a matter of trying to appeal to the masses but i am starting to see some of that diagnostic information come in because i'm very much like you eddie my i have a an an older vehicle which i can i can read the codes but i don't have a a screen in it um but i was kind of impressed in seeing some of that it's just like you're seeing some of them now that can actually kind of estimate your fuel mileage and they're pulling that from the computer um, you know, miles till empty, what's your average fuel consumption? And I think that we'll continue to see that evolve some. Some of the, you know, when you pay for some of the more advanced features, you're seeing some more of that. But I'd like to see that become, I think, kind of like you, I'd like to see that become a little bit more more common, give us some insight into what we're dealing with. Yeah, and, get more, uh, like I said, uh, uh, fuel temperature, uh, like a fuel sensor or water temp sensors, uh, or your maybe a spark plug is not firing right. You've got... Uh, I'm right. Fire and it, and you know if it says check engine light, you you push a button on your screen. It says, yeah, you've got a misfire on plug number seven of eight, something like that. Something more detailed says, okay, uh, I'll check that out. You know. Yeah, exactly. I would agree. So, uh- I think that um, with with the issue that you're having with your vehicle, the the main thing is um, money. <laughs> you know, they want you to put that car in the shop. They want you to take it to the dealer so the dealer can tell you, oh, that code right there means this. So um, I'd say I, I'm with you there. I, I think that that information should be provided. However, um, uh, these days it's actually easier to get a lot of those statistics using an OBD adapter, and the little screen that you would have with you would be your phone. So if you have a smartphone, you can actually pair it with that adapter, and it will give you a lot of those statistics that you're looking for. All right. Thank you, Eddie from Meridian. Uh, Maybe, like I said, it's all about that money, huh, Jeremy? (laughs) Getting you there. All right. Next, we're going to go to Gulfport and speak with Kevin. Kevin's been patiently waiting. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. What's your problem? Oh, thank you for calling in. What's your question or comment? Uh, I have a computer, 
It was a Windows 7 computer, which uh, Windows or Microsoft rather graciously uh, and unceremoniously upgraded for me without my permission to Windows 10. Um, at any rate, uh, now my USB ports uh, have been, are, are now unrecognized according to Windows 10. Um, and uh, also my start menu is gone. And I know that this is a, a known issue. Uh, I've Googled it. I've YouTubed it, um, various things. And, you know, I've gotten several, you know, people say several things. And by and large, people say, well, you know, if all else fails, reinstall your operating system. I really would rather not do that because there's no guarantee that that's going to work anyway. Are you aware of any particular tips or tricks to get these things back uh, and firing the way that they should be. Okay. Uh, well, for uh, your USB issue, um, you need to go, go to the manufacturer's website and put in your computer model and download the Windows 10 USB drivers. Now, as far as the start menu disappearing, that's definitely a pretty weird issue. Um, have you tried any third-party programs that allow you uh, – to use a, a different kind of start menu, like Classic Shell? All right, I'm gonna no, I haven't done that. that. But as far as the drivers go, they're all up to date. That's It's not a driver issue. Well, I, I, I kind of beg to differ that it could be a driver issue. Um, simply because the drivers are saying that they're up to date and they're functional doesn't necessarily mean that they're functional, especially because when you upgraded, your driver or your USB device is suddenly broke. So um, what I would do is try to uninstall them and reinstall them, and if that doesn't work, then go to the manufacturer's website and make sure you have the most current version. And even if you do, go ahead and reinstall them because sometimes your driver installations can get corrupted like that. Okay. They, All right. I, I agree, but they didn't suddenly break. They were working fine for months. Until you updated then, Windows 10, right? No, uh, no, no, no. As a matter of fact, they were working under 10 for months. Mm -hmm. And then I used them uh, to do something, to download something, put them on a jump drive. And then uh, after that, it said the USB device you used last was not recognized. Mm -hmm. And then after that, all my USB ports, one after another, began to fail. And this okay. is the error that I get. So, no, they worked great for a while. Okay. Uh, well, it could be that a Windows update possibly corrupted the drivers. We do see that a pretty good bit. But if you've already checked your drivers, then it could be that there's a, a problem with the USB ports and they are burning out on your motherboard. It's it's always a possibility. All right. So then a, a separate card might be the answer. Yes, sir. And also, uh, the name of that program was Classic Shell. Try to install that and see if your start menu doesn't come back. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, that sounds like a very detailed issue. Now, again, this is our, our open topic show, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. My experts are ready and willing to try to answer all of your tech questions. We're going to go back to the phone lines and speak to Alan in Brandon. Good morning, Alan. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Wonderful, hey, Alan. Alan. How are you? Good, good. I was just going to comment on the use of technology every day. Uh, I don't know if y'all remember. You know, I'm losing my eyesight, and the iPhone is just phenomenal if you've got vision problems because it's got voiceover built into it where the phone will read stuff to you. And uh, there's an app called Seeing AI. 
the word seeing followed by the initials AI by Microsoft that that's got some cool stuff in it. You can like go into a quick text mode and hold it up to mail and stuff, and it'll read without you doing anything, like like the the cover of an envelope and stuff. So it is really handy for stuff like that. It'll also uh, this stuff is progressing as technology continues to do. Uh, it'll even let you take pictures of people faces, add them to a database, and then go into a room and hold your camera, and it'll identify people by name that you've got in your database. So That's you know, really when, cool. When, wow. Yeah, it's cool. When your vision's going and you can't, you can't process information anymore, uh, th- these things are just getting more and more powerful, and you know, they're already portable. So it's, it's just great. I mean, never mind reading audio books and stuff like that for entertainment. And a, a lot of TV shows are starting to get audio description added to them, so... It's just there's just a wealth of stuff you can do, even if you're losing your eyesight. Now, there's a learning curve, and you gotta you gotta spend some time learning the the, the system, but it, but it's worth it. That is great information, Alan. And, you know, a lot of our listeners, uh, you just helped a lot of people who didn't know about that app and didn't know that was available. Thank you so much. And that's what we're talking about today, how technology has enhanced your life, how it helps you or, you know, it has come a long way. So, again, this is our open topic show. You can ask our uh, computer experts any question or comment you want to make about technology. This is the day. Uh, we're going to go. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, we're going to go back to our phone lines and go to Oxford, Mississippi, and speak with Andrea. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning. I hope you all can hear me. I'm out in the country, so I'm having to sit on my car in the driveway. (laughs) But at least it's a beautiful day to be outside, Andrea. (laughs) You've picked a great day to be outside (laughs) in the driveway. Well, that's kind of the topic that I have. It's about um, service that you can get in more rural areas because it seems like, you know, Mississippi's kind of behind in uh, its ability to get good um, Wi-Fi service and also television signals if you're not living in the more populated areas. And I have purchased a home uh, that's on the edge of Lafayette County, and um, I'm trying to figure out how to do my television service because I've lived long enough that I grew up with an antenna and you watch three channels. Um, And so essentially when I did have a cable provider, I really only had a very few channels that I did watch, so I'm kind of leaning, I don't really want to go to something like DirecTV um, because I've never watched all those programs they provide. Plus, when you have really bad weather, when you do need to be able to get a weather channel, that's when you don't get good service through a satellite. Do you have any recommendations about going back to the use of antennas? Um, maybe the ones that are not the tall ones sitting on poles. Um, have, have we advanced past that? Well, not necessarily advanced past that, but it has changed. Um, I grew up around the exact same thing, you know, good old back in the day when we were the remote control. And um, but with with the change, whenever it was mandated that we went from the older analog television signals to the now digital television signals, what we ended up with is we ended up with much clearer television, but we ended up with much shorter distances that these signals could actually go. So there are still antenna options, although now it is a digital antenna option you have to put out, and sometimes distance can still be a factor. Um, okay. I would definitely, one thing I would probably recommend off the top of my head would be maybe talk to a couple of your neighbors and see what you're what they may be doing. Um, my gut tells me probably quite a few of them, kind of like myself, are going to be Oh, well, we're just having to do direct TV. Believe it or not, I live near Jackson, and I still have to do direct TV 
um, uh-huh. because I can't actually get the signals out there. But I would look at that and maybe even talk to or or look in the um, – oh, Lord, do these even still exist? The phone book? Do they still have those? <laughs> but anyway, maybe see if there's um, – even if you're not looking at the direct TV option, usually they're using a local contractor that will be actually familiar with antennas in your area. And they should be able to tell you what some of the options that folks have been successful with doing with there. Because, yes, there are still antenna options. It's just what your options are are going to really be dependent on your area. And somebody in that area would know the best. Okay. Uh, Thank you. So uh, I've got a client who lives out in uh, Purvis, and she's got the same kind of setup, direct TV wants the uh, local channels. Hey, Miss Carol, how you doing? Um, she's having issues right now with that, and she has the big external antenna outside, and it's still, from time to time, it still struggles. So I'm going to say you're not going not gonna to get very far with one of the little HD antennas from Walmart. You're definitely going to need a, an outside-mounted uh, antenna in order to get a signal if, if you're in a v- rural area and signal is already an issue with you. I, I apologize. I know that's not the route you want to go, but that seems like what you probably have to end up doing. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea from Oxford, living all the way out there with the uh, antenna question. Like we said, today is all about you. This is our open topic show. And when we come back from break, we'll go to Holly Springs, Mississippi, and talk to Al. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, Or online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the break. a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilts and Jeremy, our computer experts. Now, today is all about you. It's our open topic show, and we've had some great calls so far. We've talked about antennas, from antennas to iPhones to, uh, what, uh, Accessibility Android. options. We've and... talked about a lot of things, and I am so curious to see what's up next. Let's go to Holly Springs and speak with Al. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you doing? I enjoy your program. I listen all the time. Thank Thank you. you. On a recent program, you discussed search engines. I use Google, and I'm I'm familiar with Bing, but there was another search engine that I'm not familiar with that was apparently very good to use for research, uh, for papers of all types. Can you uh, give me some idea of what uh, that program is, that search engine? 
I bet that was our librarian that answered that question. It was. Uh, he has some awesome ones. Let's see. Uh, our our brains our brains are on pause at the moment, trying because I I remember it. I remember the conversation. I just cannot think of the name. So um, Al, it, what you could do uh, is go back to listen to our podcast. We post our podcast on MPB Online, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Um, and listen to that show again. And I, just, I don't recall the date of that show. Okay, well, if you go online, we have them um, categorized. If you look under library technology, it will be, and we have the date for you, but uh, we'll give that to you in just a second. But if it's actually categorized, so you could go on and search library technology, and it's under that um, title. But we It have was a date. on August 30th. That was when... Yep, Sean Farrell joined us that day, August 30th. All right. There are a whole lot of options here. I'll do that. All right. And that uh, Sean Farrell was our own Kevin Farrell's brother, and that was a great show. Great information about how libraries um, is they're moving up in technology. In the technology they really world. are. They really are. Well, thank you, Al, from Holly Springs. We're going to go now to Braxton, Mississippi, and speak to Rosina. Did I say that right? I just, hopefully I said it right. Is it Rosina or Rosina? Yes, it is Rosina. Good morning. Thank you. I said it right. Good morning. Um, about the antennas, I live in a rural area, uh, one bar cell phone um, reception or less, to give you an idea of my area. Um, it's worth lady checking into the internal antennas like is it mohu m-o-h-u um i live about 30 miles from jackson driving distance and i got a 50 mile range uh antenna and it's working for me i can't get channel 12 but i get the other jackson uh plus mpb everything else um it's worth checking into. So you're getting like the Foxes and the WLBT, uh, like Channel 3. Yep. Yeah, and, and I've seen, I think I've heard that from a lot of people. I don't know what the deal is with Channel 12, but Channel 12 does seem to be the hard one for a lot of folks to pick up, even those that are a little bit closer to town. So you're not the uh, you're not the Lone Ranger on that one. Did you say that was M-O-H-U? I think so. Yeah, I got it yeah, at that spot. Yeah, Mohu Leaf. Yeah, exactly. It's not huge. It's inside. I got it next to a window. But uh, and you had to play a little bit with it, but it's been a great option. My brother dropped um, uh, Directv and went to this option too because he wasn't looking at all the channels. And streaming is another option. Of course, if electricity goes down, nothing's going to work. But right, but I mean, you know, and and that's what technology should be about as well is about having those options. You know, what yeah. is what is what's going to fit. What fits for me may not fit for you, but what fits for you, you know, and needs to work for you. Do have options for the outside antennas, but this one's inside, like mm. window level. So. Thank you, Rosina. All right, from Braxton. That's pretty cool. It is. Uh, we're going to go to Port Gibson now, and we're on an antenna uh, roll right now with Linda. Good morning, Linda. Hello. Good morning, Linda. How you doing? All right. So you have a question about antennas as well. No, I don't have a question, but I have. I wanted to offer a comment. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Okay. I have not uh, had cable oh, in years. Um, I just use uh, a plain old digital antenna that I bought from Radio Shack. or Now you can get them from uh, Walmart. 
uh, I pick up all my channels, even Channel 12, but I don't get 16. Hmm. I even get the educational channels. And I also pick up you all and uh, music as well as in talk radio. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're getting our digital radio as well as uh, music. Yeah, very cool. That is good. Yeah. Now, is this an in, is this an inside antenna you're using, Linda? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It's just a a flat antenna that I uh, bring up to the window, mm-hmm. tape it to the window, or you know, it's just an outside antenna. All and, right. Uh, can pick up twenty one channels at it. You know. Yeah, you can't beat that. Scan. No, you can't. Well, thank and you. Clear. All right, thank you, Linda. Um, you oh. know, we had a, a question from Kathleen. She actually wanted to know where would you find TV antennas for rural areas, and you kind of answered that question for uh, Miss Kathleen. But Jeremy, do you have any more advice about where a person could find an antenna uh, in a uh, in a rural area? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh, it's okay. uh, I've been looking into these Mohus, and uh, it looks like the smaller ones, they sport about a 25-mile range, and then the bigger ones, they can get upwards of 60 miles. Um, most of those are inside antennas uh, that are amplified, and then there is also the Mohu Sky, which is an outdoor antenna, and it has about a 75-mile range. All right. Hmm. And so, I mean, really, as far as for where to, to pick those up, Kathleen, you could – um, you know, a lot of your big box stores, your Best Buys, your your Walmarts, and and some of those, you know, they're going to have some. Generally, what they're going to have are going to be your your smaller ones, uh, kind of very similar to what Miss Linda was was discussing. Um, another option is there are still some some antenna shops around. I mean, if you're going to actually put one on the outside, you're going to actually want to probably talk to a professional because that's going to involve erecting something. Just depending on. You know, your location, it also depends on things such as elevation if you're in a, you know, kind of like in a valley or if you're on a hill. Um, So, you know, I would definitely recommend, you know, at least talking to them and seeing what has been successful. So you can look at antenna shops. I mean, by all means, you know, even even the Amazons are going to have them. And and exactly like what Jeremy is mentioning, look at your look at your radius. I mean, that's that's going to kind of give you a really good idea of of what your solution is going to be. Of course, the farther away you are, it's going to cost a little bit more. Okay, so we're going to go back to the phone lines and get some more computer questions. We're going to go to Belzona, Mississippi now and speak with... Catfish Capital. <laughs> Leah, Leah, good morning. Good morning. So you have a... I, uh, I have a problem with my computer. I'm running Windows 10 Creator, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any problem, but I started out originally when I bought the laptop with Windows 8, and now I'm pretty sure that I got a root kit, and I'm, I don't want to... Just tried the removal things. I've tried all that and finally had to go to a restore point. So what I want to know is if I do the factory settings, that's going to take me back to Windows 8. And how do I get back to Windows 10? Okay. So um, if you do the factory restore, of course, make sure that all your data is backed up first. Um, In order to get back to Windows 10, you're going to have to uh, go to Google and uh, go ahead and write this down. It's the Windows 10 Accessibility Upgrade. Okay. Now, this upgrade is only for people who are using special features on Windows, like the magnifier and such. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that for uh, uh, just listeners' purposes. Um, you can go there, and they'll provide you a link where you can still download the Windows 10 upgrade as long as you're using those features with Windows 10. Okay. The question right. I have also is, do I have to do all the updates, like step-by-step, Windows 8, 8.1? 
you can jump straight from Windows 7, 8, or 8.1 directly to 10. Oh, okay. Okay, that was my question. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. And if you have any trouble getting that link, you can always email us, and we'll be happy to send you that link directly. It's everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Okay, wait, one other thing. Rootkit, do you know any really good removers that you can feel secure that you clean your system? Well, with rootkits, you know, there are so many different removal tools out there, and some of them are really good at getting certain kind of rootkits, and others are good at getting other kinds. So really, um, when I get a rootkit, I I scan it with several different things. Um, You've got the Kaspersky TDSS killer. Um, You've got got a vast. Now where bikes quit running, it's ridiculous. It won't run? As in, like... Like, I downloaded that one, and I downloaded, uh, I don't know, two or three other different ones. And the last one I ran uh, made my system restart, not blue screen exactly. It was weird. It's like, oops, Windows, something, and we're going to restart your computer when it did. It it really messed up all the icons on the desktop, everything. Uh, So I just reverted back to a restore point. But that doesn't mean it got rid of the root kit. I, I'm wow. almost I'm almost leaning toward at that particular point. I would have yeah. severe problems trusting the computer. Yeah, um, trusting um, it to be secure is. I, I, although I hate to say it, yeah, factory reset might just be the way to go. Not, well, even a factory restore, it could still potentially be hiding something on that True. other partition. I mean, it's it's not likely, but when you're dealing with a rootkit that's that persistent. That's some nasty stuff. You may not want to just do a factory restore. You may want to take it to a shop and do an all-out reinstallation. Like tell them, hey, nuke everything on this hard drive and reinstall it. Like format the drive. All right. Well, thank you, Leah. I hope our experts today have has helped you a little bit. And I would say I would do what they said because they know what they're talking about. All right. When we come back from break, we'll continue taking your tech questions on our open topic show. Now, if you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the entire show at mpbonline.org slash everyday tech. It's also available on the MPB media app. Wilton and Jeremy are standing by ready to answer all of your tech questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 or online at everyday tech at mpb online we'll be right back after the break for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilson Jeremy, our computer experts. If you're just joining us today, 
It's all about you with our Open Topic show. Phone lines are still open. Uh, please give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 or online at everydaytech at mpbonline. So we've been discussing antennas and computer issues. We welcome your calls. We're going to go back to the phone lines now and speak with Tom uh, from Philadelphia. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. I'm running um, Windows 10, and for the last couple of weeks, when I when uh, Windows runs automatic updates, they never completely install. And um, I'm wondering if I if I uh, my browser is also seems to but my browser running a little slow, and I'm wondering if uh, maybe I picked up a virus or something. I'm running Malware Bytes Premium and Windows Defender. So um, when when you say your updates failed, like does it does it tell you the updates fail, or does it just sit there and it just never seems to actually install them? It will go, you know, it, go, it goes to this orange screen and it goes and it tells me that it's going to, you know, ninety percent, and then it uh-huh. then it's then it says it it fails and then it's okay. going to uninstall what it has installed. All right, Windows update errors are always real fun to troubleshoot. Um, a good uh, first attempt would be to uh, Google the Windows update troubleshooter and see if it can't identify the issue for you. What it will do yeah. is it will go in there and reset a bunch of services that run in the background to see if there's something that's possibly caught up in Windows. And this isn't something yeah. that a reboot will reset. you got to run that tool in order to re, uh, relaunch those uh, background services. Okay. Okay. And, but you don't think it could possibly be a, a something that I picked up? Um, it could be, I, but you're running malware bytes, and in my opinion, yeah, that's the yeah. best of the best right now, so I don't yeah. buy it. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll check that out. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Tom. Okay, we're going to go to Batesville now and speak with Roger. Good morning, Roger. Morning. Hey, look, you had some callers calling in about the antenna. And look, I have a phone number and a company where you can get your antennas. And it, the name of the company is Solid Signal. It's uh, 1-877-312-4444. And ask to speak with a technician. And they will get you the correct antenna for this area and amplifier that goes with the antenna. It mounts about one foot under the antenna. And then the TV gain that goes behind the TV that hooks up to the, the behind your TV. I'm getting over 40 channels here in Batesville, and I'm getting uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm getting channels out of Nashville. I'm getting uh, channels all out of Memphis, West Point, and all around in Batesville, Oxford. Wow. So it is that the lady that calls from Lafayette County, she's in a good area, just got to get the right setup. This amplifier and TV gain and antenna must match, and it needs to be about at least 20 feet off the ground. And you can do it, just you have to understand. Now, digital is different from analog used to be when there's no channel coming on. You have a blank. Just be patient. Later on, it'll come on. But just keep turning your channels and, and set your TV up to antenna, reset it, um, cable to t- antenna to go through all the instructions the TV gives you, and you will get a lot of channels in certain areas, especially around Jackson. It can be done. You just got to get the right equipment that matches. And it ha- oh. and then, like I said, I've had the antenna for the last five years and will never go back to cable or satellite. 
because it is the best and best TV I've ever watched. You get all kind of football games. I get ABC, NBC, Fox. All those channels uh, create channels, the public broadcasting out of Memphis and out of Oxford. And I'm telling you, it's really good TV, but you got to get the right setup. So that's the phone number. You want me to call it out again? <laughs> Thank you, Roger. We got it. And you know what? You don't think about everybody's going digital now with the uh, Xfinity's and the uh, digital uh, packages. But, you know, a lot of people are still using antennas. So that's yeah. good to know. Well, and I think quite a few callers have, have said what I think Jeremy and I have said multiple times. And we've heard this throughout, you know, different shows. Is sometimes when you get in these big cable packages, you're paying for mm-hmm. 500 channels. And what are you watching? Five? I mean, you know, there's just... Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I mean, I have my particular little small set that I and that's why so many people are turning to cutting the cable and, and there's mm-hmm. so many things. And, and so I really think that this is a uh, a trend that's going to continue. I think that we're going to continue to think about these antennas. I just have an issue with if I turn it off, I'm going to want that back. And it's like that unknown uh, thing. I'm so scared and I do pay a lot for my and I do pay a lot for my cable. I say that emphatically and I'm not happy about it, but I feel that. If I get it off or get one of those sticks and things like that, that I'm not going to get everything I want. But you know what? I, that yeah. sounds like another show. A uh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a show <laughs> topic. But we're going to talk uh, talk to let's go to ground antennas for RVs. That's something new. Still about antennas, but on RVs. Let's go to Columbus and speak to. I don't know how to say this name. Is that Laird? <laughs> Good morning. Is it Laird? Yes, it is. Ah, I said it I, right. I, Yes, ma'am. I have a um, I have an RV that has a, a digital antenna that was originally designed for a house, and it's a powered antenna. Installation instructions say it should be grounded, and I'm using it in an ungrounded situation on the RV. And I wondered if I need to ground that antenna on the RV. Well, I'm trying to think. You know, how would your I guess whenever you plug up to a power source, I guess then your RV itself would become grounded. Yeah, there's a third plug, so there's a grounding plug on the TV and so forth. Yeah, I would definitely go with with grounding that. That should definitely help out quite a bit. Um, grounding, especially you know, and you're talking about mobile. I mean, by people using it in their household, whenever they plug it up to the wall, they're automatically grounding themselves right there. So it sounds like you need to be able to have that same advantage. Yeah, I have I have the third plug on you know the grounding plug, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. safe then using that in the RV. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you, Laird. Well, we have two more calls um, holding, and they both are talking about information for people who are looking for antennas or have antennas. So let's go to Batesville and speak to Roger. Well, we already had Roger. Uh, we had Roger that one. Yeah. Let's go to Tupelo now and speak to Stan. <laughs> Stan, good morning. Good morning. So you have a question or a comment about some antenna recommendations? Had a, a comment. The um the local NBC affiliate was having a dispute with DirecTV, and so for about six or eight weeks we couldn't get the local broadcast on with Direct. And the local weatherman gave out a website. I, it, I think it's with the National Association of Broadcasters or something, but you could put in your address or whatever, and it would tell you uh, what type of antenna you were going to need to reach whatever stations were close to you. And I ended up buying one through Amazon and putting on the roof of my house and was able to get uh, about 20 stations, all three networks, or all four, 
Network. All right. Thank you, Stan, for that information. I'm sure someone needed that uh, website information. Thank you again to everyone that called in to our Open Topic show. If you missed part of our show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. Our board operator was Java Chapman. And our phone screener was Jared Hallman. For Will Cotrera and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo. And join us next week at 10 a.m. for Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio.